Book Squad Goals is proud to be an affiliate for the 2020 Refresh Weekly Planner by Workspacery. Planning time to record a podcast around four working women's schedules is tough. That's why we need the right tools to keep us on time and up to date. Featuring a beautiful minimalist design, dual weekly layout with task organization, and a goal planning section, the 2020 Refresh Weekly Planner has everything you need to keep you organized and inspired in the coming year. Visit Workspacery.com and enter code BOOKSQUAD, all caps, at checkout to get 20% off a planner today. That's Workspacery.com, enter code BOOKSQUAD at checkout. Puppies and kitties, books and movies, yes, we love these. Listen to this podcast, please. Welcome to Book Squad Goals, the almost final episode of 2019. There will be one more, but we're just going to pretend that this is it. This is Uh, our last other sode. This is the last other sode of 2019, which means it is our um, annual favorites episode. Faves. This is our third favorites episode? Wow. Wow. Third annual Wow, guys. Annual. It's like, we're kind of a big deal now. We could do a greatest hits compilation (laughs) at this point. We could. If anyone wants to do that for us. Something to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I thought for our intro question this week, I would just ask, or I will just ask all of you, what's something new you would like to try in 2020? Okay. I'll go first because I answered this first um, when we talked about it in the text message. And also, I think mine is probably what text message. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't ever text each other. We only talk on this podcast. Everything else is fake. We met on this podcast. It's crazy. Yes. Who are you guys? Oh yeah. Um. So, I would like to (laughs) go to Disneyland and see the new Star Wars stuff for the first time. Same this year. Yeah. yeah that's my plan. Wait, that's so Disneyland or World? I'm going to Disneyland because my cousin lives in LA, so Oh, okay. I see. Sorry. I mean I'm not going to Florida. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be going to the Universal or the Orlando one. Yeah, I did when? Google it to make sure that they were the same size. Is everybody are, going so. to Disney this year without <laughs> me? Well, it, for me, it's I. You know, my mom lives there, so yeah. What if I that. just showed up at your mom's house? Like, I know you don't know. I me. mean, she would probably be okay I with do that. Do a podcast with your daughter? Yeah, she's pretty chill she about would be people. Into it, I think. Yeah, but she's moving, so you probably should wait till after. <laughs> She'd love you though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would. Anyway, thank you, Emily. My serious goal of twenty nineteen. Mine is yeah. very simple. I wanted to stay attainable. Yes, Mary. This is Mary. Do you want to graduate? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Try something new. I do want to graduate. <laughs> I've graduated before, though. I will say That's true. something I want to do is I want to learn how to make my own pasta. Ooh, can not I as, help you? Yeah, that? I mean, that is like, like an all the time I'm never buying pasta again thing, but I just would like to make pasta. But I need a, 
I'll be a like taste a tester. pasta press, and I don't oh. have one. I think they're not that expensive. They're not. I'm just lazy. Good thing that's what I sent you from Etsy. <laughs> it's in this tiny bag. A handcrafted <laughs> pasta press. A great way to get a pasta press would probably be to get married and put it. On You're right. Tree. I'm just saying. That's actually the yeah. only way you can get. It's the only kitchen way you can items. get one. Yeah, it's true. Like you're just you if you go in the store to buy, buy a pasta that. press, they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go now. Okay. I'm Susan, and I. This isn't really a new thing. I'm trying. I'm just gonna retry it. Mm-hmm. Um, getting married. Yeah. <laughs> No, but this is the Times first time two. you're doing it for real. <laughs> yeah. This is your first time you're marrying Justin. Yeah, the yeah. first one was practice. That was the starter wedding. This is the real one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I mean. That's my new thing to try. But thanks for, for real, thanks though. for having a wedding so we can all get together. You're yeah. welcome. That seems to be the only reason we all get together. We're gonna so. get new photos so everyone look cute. <laughs> um, Susan, you especially. I better look cute, you guys. <laughs> You're gonna look so cute. I the amount wait. of money it's costing me to just like wear exist is yeah. Oh, after I was like, I made a hair appointment, and I made all these other appointments, and I was like, damn, like my dress was cheap as hell, but the overall look is gonna be not cheap. So yeah, it better look great. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, for real, I want to um I want to travel to some new places. So. I've got some on the list already. I'm going to France. Oh, cool. Um, for your honeymoon. For my honeymoon. But, yeah, I just want to see a bunch of new places. Yeah. Well, I can do that. Please eat a baguette in my honor. Homie, I'm going to eat nothing but sitting. bread and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yes. And nothing wine. but. And chocolate. Croissants. And, yes. That's and bread. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> bread and Now we're just naming different bread. types of bread. Yeah. I will eat a lot of different types of bread, macarons, mm. and cheese. Um, well, that kind of ties into mine, which is that actually both yours and Emily's tie into mine. <gasps> I'm going to go to California for the first time. Oh. Yay! Yeah. I've never been there. So. Why are you uh, going to California? I'm going, um, I think in April is Ooh. the plan. So I'm going with Justine. One of our friends lives in LA, so we're gonna go visit her. Cool. Yeah, oh, man. Too bad we won't be there at the same time. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. We're hang out. Yeah. But now we're never gonna hang out. Um. Well, yeah. I never intend to see you again. <laughs> um, Except at my wedding, what? which you're definitely coming to, right? Well, yeah. yeah. That okay. will be the last time I ever see Emily. Okay. Um. On purpose. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Emily. I love you. Okay. Um, uh, can I get my present back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing it came. Um, so we're going to do our favorite things. Uh, I used an online randomizer uh, with our names, and I tried it, and then I noticed that the first randomizer I did gave us the exact same order as last year. So <laughs> then so I did random. it again. I know. Um, I wanted it to be different. So our order... <laughs> Is Mary, then Susan, then Emily, and then me. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to do a brief little uh, speech, if you will, about <laughs> our <laughs> – a speech. I hope you have prepared. <laughs> Briefly no, pontificate. I have prepared a speech. 
Yeah. Um, no, I just, I'm not ready. I wrote nothing uh, down. <laughs> I have nothing written down. I have nothing. Mary, I don't know what I'm going to say. Basically, uh, we're just going to run through them. We're going to go our third favorite to second favorite to first favorite, and we're going to do a circle. So, starting off with uh, favorite thing number three, uh, Mary. My number three thing, I, these really aren't in any order, I guess, <laughs> for me, but arbitrarily, my number three thing is The Righteous Gemstones, which is a TV show that came on HBO this year. It was a comedy uh, created by Danny McBride, who also did Eastbound and Down and like a show about teachers. I don't remember. Vice Principals. Yeah, Vice Principals. I blogged about that once. Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> yeah. So this this is his new show, and I've never seen any of his other shows. I'm completely unfamiliar with his work, but I just happened to watch the first episode of this one because it's about televangelists, a family of televangelists who are trying to make more money, be more powerful, all while dealing with their personal issues and also being terribly corrupt. Um, so the show has a stacked cast. It has John Goodman as the patriarch of the family. Danny McBride is the oldest son. Uh, Edie Patterson is the lone gemstone daughter, and Devin and Adam Devine is uh, the other son. And they all sort of like slot into their roles, like. The daughter's never allowed to do anything because she's a woman. And then the youngest son has to be the youth pastor. And he's, like, got that big, like, I'm in my 30s but never married and I'm just going to be a youth pastor forever energy. (laughs) Uh, Wow, I dated that exact energy before. It was Same. (laughs) Uh, It is very funny. Like, it truly is a comedy, but it also, like, calls into question, like how, like, past a certain point, how sincere can a ministry be if you're, like, making serious money from it? And so the whole plot of the show is essentially these two um, guys are trying to blackmail one of the sons and release a video of him doing coke with prostitutes. (laughs) And the only way to get them to not do that is to pay them a bunch of money. So, it's really interesting. It takes some twists and turns. And it's an only only a 30-minute show. But I found myself every week being like, I want, I need more. I need more of this. So, it's really engaging. And just, like, very, very funny. And if you've ever, like, been to church or grew up in church, I would say of any denomination, this is all probably very familiar to you. <laughs> um, in a funny way. I can't believe so. I haven't heard of this before. I know I've had several people tell me that I should watch it. So I definitely want to. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I feel like it flew under the radar a little bit. Like, it's very good. I don't think anybody has said, like, it's bad. Don't watch it. But, like, it didn't get as much attention as some other shows got. Like, didn't get all the big pieces written on it or anything like that. Well, because it's a comedy and... I feel like yeah. HBO comedies get ignored a lot of the time because they're so known for their drama and stuff. 
They don't That's get ignored true. by me, though, because I seek them out. That's true. And I really like Danny McBride, and I'm like, You gotta watch it, then, because it's great. It's really funny. Okay. That, it sounds great. I like it's Adam Devine like, a lot, too. Also, side note, a lot of dicks in that show. Like, just like... Nice. Sign me up. Don't say no, nice. Just kidding. Don't say nice. Nice. It's never attractive. It's just like... Oh. There, there it is. Well, Naked old that, man. Uh, wraps up your time, Mary. So perfect. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that's the note I could end on. Yeah, always go out on a dick. <laughs> always go out that's on a I dick. That's what I do every day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Susan... Your number three. Yes. Um, okay, so my number three is the Here to Make Friends podcast live tour. So the podcast itself is not actually... Yeah, Kelly, you can help me here since you went... I have been twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast is not a 2019 thing, but the tour was. So I'm sort of cheating, but it's okay. It's not cheating. No, it's not um, cheating. So most of us here at Bug Squad Goals, consume a lot of Bachelor content. Um, Here to Make Friends is the best Bachelor podcast out there. It's hosted by Emma Gray and Claire Fallon. It's the Um, only one I listen to. um, They started doing live shows where they um, would recap all the episodes from the original season of The Bachelor from, like, 2003, I think. Um, (laughs) Which I actually watched. I was in high school when that came out, and I don't really know why I watched it. Like, no one talked about it back then. It was just, like, on. And social media wasn't really a thing, so there wasn't the whole Bachelor ecosystem like there is now. But So it was really cool to hear them go back and dissect that. And what I really like about this podcast in general is that they make watching The Bachelor, like, something you can actually think about and talk about and... It's not just, like, I mean, it is for fun, but it's not just for fun. Like, there are real things that can be analyzed and dissected, and um, it's always through a feminist lens, which I really enjoy. But I thought going back and seeing how the show had evolved with them through that lens was also really cool. And they always had some guests that were, like, Bachelor Nation alums to play Mm -hmm. games with that were really fun and entertaining. And then on the finale, they had the winner of season one join them, which I thought was a really fascinating (laughs) interview. Yeah, that was interesting, for sure. Yeah. This girl was, like, 23 when she won the show, and um, she's, like, not become famous or done anything. It's, like, a totally different... And they didn't stay together, did they? No, they for like a year. She said they dated for like a year. Um, but she didn't seem like it was a fun time for her. <laughs> no. um, and she like doesn't really watch it now. But it's just like, it was really cool to see like how far it's gone. And I like the ways that they talk about it without making you feel like you're stupid for watching the show. Right. Um, and, like, talk about smart things. And I think it's cool to see the people that were on the show, like, come onto this podcast and talk about their experiences and, like, the real stuff that goes down. I just love some behind-the-scenes spilling. Um, yeah, as you can tell, I didn't write any of that down, so I sort of rambled through it. But that's I had no idea. <laughs> that's great. Sounded good to me. Sorry. And Kelly, do you just... want to say something? <laughs> no, I was just going to say that you... You have 30 seconds left, so Well, tell us how it was when you went there. (laughs) Would you say that they're here for the right reasons? Um, I would. I think... Good. 
I, I think that definitely the the thing that I like the most about it is – and I honestly think that listening to this podcast is a huge reason why I've, like, stuck with watching The Bachelor because I almost look forward to the podcast episodes more than the actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to watch the show to have context to listen, for the episode. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I – but, yeah, like, I really like the way that they dissect things um, through a feminist lens, as Susan said – and they're just really, really smart, and they have great chemistry as hosts, which is so important. Um, and, yeah, it was really fun going to the live show because afterwards, like, people stuck around and everyone was, like, chatting, and they were so nice. And it was, like, just, like, the best experience, like, what you would hope for from a live podcast. So, yeah. I hope they do this with the other, like, early seasons that everyone's kind of forgotten about. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do – um like the first bachelorette. I really hope so. Yeah. Because be she's cool. still like very much part of Bachelor World. So. Oh, yeah. I would like to see Juan Pablo dis- dissected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't, yeah, I don't know if they were. I'll fly to New York to go to that. At that point. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, Emily. Hi. It's me. Um, so my first or my number three i guess since we're counting down uh favorite thing of 2019 is baby yoda mm-hmm. um <laughs> i feel like this needs to be talked about um i watched the most <laughs> recent episode of the mandalorian today um prepping to I talk about baby yoda. um it's just like i think the thing that's so great about baby yoda you know like the Mandalorian is fine, is whatever. But, like, Baby Yoda has really taken on a life of its own. And every week you're watching the show, like, thinking, what new meme is going to come out of this yeah. episode? You know? What will Baby um, Yoda do? And there were some great moments. I wonder... Here's my thing I wonder about the Mandalorian, though, is, like... Okay, so, like, Baby Yoda... Everyone is looking for him. They've got these, like, tracking fobs. They're trying to find him. And Mandalorian will just leave Baby Yoda on his ship. I'm like, what are you doing? Do you want him to get get stolts? He's going to get stolts. Yes. So, um, that is my one question. Because I feel like the Mandalorian should be smarter than that. But Baby Yoda is so much more than the Mandalorian. Just, like, go on Instagram and you'll see him everywhere. And I love it. You've seen Baby Yoda. And it just brings me great joy. And we'll post some Baby Yoda memes on our Instagram to share with you. Um, that's really what I have to say about Baby Yoda today. I added an addendum and I said, saying Baby Yoda was like one of your favorite things is like saying breathing was a favorite thing. Baby Yoda is <laughs> yeah. essential to life. Baby Yoda yeah. is better than breathing. Um, <laughs> so that's just my and that's. Take. That's my pitch for the title of the episode. Baby Yoda <laughs> is better than breathing. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to quickly um, read a quote from Werner Herzog about Baby yes. Yoda when he first saw it. Yeah. Um, so Werner Herzog is on The Mandalorian, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he saw the Baby Yoda puppet on set. Um, And in this GQ article, it says, He explained that he witnessed two technicians operating its various mechanisms. One was for the eyes and the mouth, and the other one was for other facial expressions. And that it was, quote, a phenomenal 
technological achievement, but beyond the technological achievement, it's heartbreaking. When the interviewer asked him to elaborate on why exactly it was so heartbreaking, he shook his head wistfully and admitted that he didn't know why it touched his soul so deeply. He hadn't even seen it on screen yet. It looked absolutely convincing, he continued. It made you cry when you saw it. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he has, like, said, I wept. When I saw Baby Yoda. He's like, I cried when I saw Baby Yoda. It was heartbreakingly beautiful. I get it. I get it. Because this man, especially if Um, you've heard Werner Herzog talk and his like ridiculous accent, like, oh my God. Okay. I squeal every episode of The Mandalorian when I see Baby Yoda because he's always doing something cute Mm -hmm. and like it drives Ben crazy, but Ben can go to hell. This is why he's not invited on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Justina and I have been saying that our foster kitten, Baby Nix, is basically Baby Yoda. Um, I haven't watched The Mandalorian, but there's a clip where Baby Yoda is, like, t- pressing a button continuously yes. on the ship, and he keeps, like, t- making him stop, and that is Baby Yoda. Or <laughs> Baby Yoda. Baby Nix. Mm-hmm. As Baby Yoda. It's also Baby Yoda. And it's Baby Yoda. Um, Anything else? No, that's it. I just want want everyone to let's take a moment of silence to think about Baby Yoda. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) This has been a moment of silence for Baby Yoda. In honor of Baby Yoda. He's alive, alive, I guess. No, no, he's still alive. We just need to think about him a little bit. It's still a moment of silence for him, you know? Yeah. Yep. Cheers, Baby Yoda. Cheers. That wine pour for was for you. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Okay. He can't drink. Um, he's a baby. He's 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's 50 years old. <laughs> okay. Uh, my turn. My number okay. three of the year is something that I hope many people listening have already seen. Um, it is a movie called Booksmart, which yeah. was came out this year the directorial debut of olivia wilde who you may know from being um an actress but now she's a director the oc the oc house she was on the oc Um, heck yeah she was on the oc also known for being incredibly hot uh anyway she directed this movie um it's uh been called the you know super bad for but with girls but it's better than that i think because it uh just has a little bit more to say about about friendship and adolescence however anxiety inducing in the same way because the whole time i was watching super bad and the whole time i was watching this movie i was like fuck it's getting late like y'all need to get to that party and it was stressing me out because i hate being late to shit (laughs) they made it to the party though spoiler um they make it to the party so but uh, it's starring Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver as best friends in high school who realize that all of their friends, or not even their friends, all of their peers at school who they thought were stupid and wasting time actually got into the same really good schools as they did. And they freak out and they're like, we didn't have any fun. We have to fix this. Uh, we're going to go to this part, this like last night of school party um and so it's like their adventure to get to the party and everything that happens but it's just it's a really lovely 
um, meditation on best friendship and uh, also just about how, you know, in high school, everyone um, is actually just trying to find their way, you know, and mm-hmm. people are young and stupid and but like they're not everyone is who you think they are. And people I, I think this movie is like so kind to its characters and has so yes. much compassion for like everyone, like no one is really the laughing stock of the movie. There's no villain. It's it's a movie that is just about like how to like look around you and and feel a little bit more empathy for your fellow human beings. And yeah. it's just really wonderful and I loved it. And also um has a real cute like gay romance mm-hmm. happening. Um, because Caitlin Deaver's character is a lesbian, and you never see that in teen films. You never see, like, lesbian cheap. characters. Yeah. It's not cheap or, like, objectified or, like, ooh, it's two girls making out hot. Yeah. Like, it's treated with the same respect any other high school romance is treated with. Yeah, exactly. And it's... It's treated with the same, like, respect and also, like, humor of just the mm-hmm. fact that it's, like, awkward teenagers. Yes. But um, it's just nice to see that. And um, nice to see just, like, generally both of the lead characters are, like, unconventional in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool, too. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Booksmart, definitely see it. It's, like, really funny and great. I wish it would get nominated for something. Yeah, I wish anything directed by a woman would get nominated for something. You know what I mean? Yep. You're not yep. wrong. <sighs> okay. Um, moving on to our second favorite things of the year. Back to Mary. Yes. Um, this one will be cut and dry. <laughs> My <laughs> second favorite thing of the year, I always like to do a video game. And I can say I always now because this is the third Three time. Times. Yeah. Um, so I always like to try to do a video game. Last year, my video game was this new Spider-Man game. And this year, my video game is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. <laughs> it is a game that came out in March for multiple systems, but I played it on the PS4 Notably, this is a From Software game. It was developed by From Software, who is known for making, like, uh, the Dead Souls games, which are notoriously hard and just, like, punishing in their difficulty. It's one of those games where people say, like, you're gonna die a lot, so just, like, embrace death (laughs) in this game. (laughs) And uh, Todd and I got (laughs) really into playing Bloodborne, which is another From Software game, and we ended up getting Sekiro. And it is set in feudal Japan, and you play Sekiro, who is an orphan who grew up in service of the emperor, and he wants to protect this child emperor from all of these forces that would uh, want to see him dead. Also, there's, like, a thing with immortality going on, and, like, the emperor has this immortal blood. That doesn't matter. The point is, the game is really fun in that it's so hard that when you get past an area or get past a boss, you feel this overwhelming sense of achievement. Like, you really accomplish something, 
I mean, like, I know you're just sitting there playing a video game. You're not accomplishing anything, but you feel accomplished. <laughs> um, Are any of us ever really accomplishing anything? Ugh, who knows? I mean... Also, it's just a gorgeous game. Like, some of the settings are really cool and un- sort of unconventional and dreamscape And so it's just, like, a really pretty game to see, too. Um, it is not quite as joyous as Spider-Man. <laughs> I did get mad at it and rage quit it a lot. Um, I actually haven't beaten it yet. Like, we got to the final boss and we're like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the journey. It was about the journey. You're and like, I, I'm just going to embrace death here. I'm going to embrace it. And I do recommend it. It's still, you know, I still think it's a really great game. And you, didn't you write a blog post about Bloodborne? I did, yeah. Or something. You wrote about Because I played yeah. it like three years after it came out. Like I. Right. That's her, her late to the game series. Late to the game. Yes. Which is such a great title, I Mary. I haven't done to that. It is. It's done perfect. Done in a while because I've been playing new games. How dare it's you? New to the not game, which isn't as uh, <laughs> this vlog series. Um, I also want to mention before I forget that Mary and I also wrote a blog post about Booksmart, which yeah, uh, I neglected to mention during that. Edward has something to say. <gasps> Edward. Oh hi. We have a cat. There's Hi, a cat. cat. Everyone pause for the cat. Hi, baby. Cat in the studio. He just wants Hi, to eat so bad. Aw. He's so fluffy. Make a sound. Yeah, purr. He's not purr making a sound. He's, you see, he collar. hates this so much. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> his little mouth. Oh, there's a sound. Oh, that's not a good one. Oh. Uh-oh. That's a mad sound. That's literally the sound my stomach makes at, like, 11.30 every morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everyone hears that. Okay. All right. Anyway, speaking of blog posts, the topic of this yes. is also the topic of a very recent blog post. A very um, important Involving Kelly, blog. again. <laughs> I just picked God, things that Kelly could chime in me. on since I didn't take any notes. Um <laughs> <laughs> My second thing is Carly Rae Jepsen's album Dedicated, which came out in May of this year. Um, when the lead single Party for One came out last November, I remember texting the group and saying, alert, Carly Rae Jepsen has new music. And Mary said, Party for One. And I was like, yes. So, Party for One. You don't care about me. Carly, are you here? Oh, sorry. I thought Carly... Carly had walked no, in. No, that was me. I have an incredible voice and perfect pitch, so that's probably why you're confused. Oh, so you're right. Mary right also sang. So, um, Carly Rae Jepsen is the best pop star working today, and I will fight out. Fight <laughs> Oh, you. damn. Okay. Does it help if I say dance pop, maybe? I don't know. I love her. Okay. Not, not debating that she's I think great. she's... The- the best. Actually, my other thing I want to new thing I want to do this year is is see her live. But anyway, dedicated is her <laughs> fourth album. Um, don't bother with her first one. Think of this as yeah, third. we learned that the hard. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> she wasn't always the best pop star working. This is recent. Um, anyway, um, I really loved uh, her 2015 album Emotion. 
Like that is peak Carly Rae. And um, this album, I don't love quite as much as that one, but I think it is really great in its own way. I just read earlier that the working title of Dedicated was, um, oh, it was Songs to Clean Your House too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was for it. real what it was going to be. Um, but Perfect. she called this album an understated disco living room dance party thing, which I also really think it sounds like that. Like there is some kind of disco sounding yeah. stuff. It sounds a little like ABBA and there's some sort of like, 80s like pop princessy type sounding stuff um i'm just gonna i'm not really great at talking about music like this so i'm just gonna list some of my favorite songs mm-hmm. um in case you want to listen and just get it started so party for one as i already mentioned was the first single off of it um the most like disco 70s sounding song is julian if mm-hmm. that's your thing i would start there um we both, Kelly and I, we really both like No Drug Like Me. Yes. But also like to plug Want You In My Room. Kelly, I know you yes. like this song too. My favorite. <laughs> I love that one. It's so wonderfully sexy and fun. It is sexy. But in a very, it's like playfully sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. She can also be like straight up sexy though. So. Yeah. I just really like, I like anything that sounds like like 80s sort of dance fun type thing and I think that I think Carly Rae Jepsen gets like written off as kind of like silly like teen sounding pop but I I think she's actually doing a lot of really cool and smart and inventive things and I just think you should give her a try yeah and I think her music is actually only getting more sophisticated uh which makes sense because she's getting older um but no she's she's 34 she's She's not 18. <laughs> yeah. She's not a little baby. Yeah. Um, she's a medium baby. Yeah. But uh, she's, a, she's like an our age baby. Yeah. I think people think of her, a lot of people think of her as just Call Me Maybe, and they haven't really explored the rest of her catalog. Um, and Call Me Maybe became like a meme because it was, it's like a ridiculous song, but I love that song. That song uh, is It's bomb. a great yeah, song. Yeah, don't get us wrong, we love that song. I fucking yeah. love that but. song. <laughs> don't come at us, we love that song. But okay. the yeah. rest of... The rest of her work, especially after that, like, in emotion and in this album, is a lot more sophisticated. Yeah. And, and she does a good job of doing the 80s thing without, like, blatantly ripping off anything. Well, and it's not relying on just sounding like, oh, it's it sounds cool because it has synthesizers. Listen, I do, right. like, almost anything with a synthesizer, but I am still kind of picky. So yeah, it's more than just, like, leaning on that. Um, it's really good. I'm yes. not a I'm not a music uh, critic, as you can tell by the lame way I describe this. But <laughs> you did a great job, Susan. I tried. The point is, just listen. It's on Spotify. Like it's easy. And so are we. Um, Emily, <laughs> your okay. second favorite. Um, so much like Mary <laughs> likes to do a video game every time, I like to do a book every time. Just seems like you know that's one of my things is books. I don't know why. One of us um, should. <laughs> so this year the book that i am plugging is growing things by paul tremblay um this is not my first paul tremblay book um i'm also a big fan of his uh his book head full of ghosts which is 
another uh, awesome exorcism book. Uh, quick plug for my best friend's exorcism. Again, go back and listen to our podcast about it. But for another great exorcism book, Head Full of Ghosts, really great. Um, but this book is a collection of short stories. And I love horror short stories. Mm-hmm. I think horror is the perfect genre for short stories because it's a really great way to play with creepy ideas um, that you might not be able to sustain for an entire novel, but that are really scary if you just, like, think about them. I think, like, the thing, the scariest thing to me are, like, images, right? That gets stuck in my head. Um, And I think short stories... You know, short stories are less about character development and they're more about ideas and images. Um, and that works perfectly with the horror genre. Um, another thing that's really cool about this collection, if you have read any of his other works, um, the, these stories kind of take place in the same universe. Or not necessarily, but there are like references to his other stories. Um mm-hmm. One of the stories is actually a story. Well, I don't want to say this because I might get it wrong, um, but it's connected to the sisters in Head Full of Ghosts. Um, I won't say specifically how because I don't want to be inaccurate, but it is connected to the two sisters who are central to Head Full of Ghosts. The stories are very like weird and very. Um, they're all very different from each other, so it's not like one style of horror either. Like. There's some that are more psychological horror, and then there are some that are extremely supernatural. There's some that are monster stories. Some of them are horror in a way where you're like, I don't know if this is actually happening or if it's happening in the character's head, which I really think is cool. Um, Like, is this monster really there, or is this person just, like, fucked up on crack? You know, that's an actual story (laughs) in there. Um... It's just, it's a really good collection. Um, and another great thing about short stories like this is you can be a little bit more experimental and weird. And if one of them doesn't work for you, it'll be over soon and the next <laughs> one might. So, like, I'm not going to lie and say that, like, every story in this collection worked for me. But I definitely appreciated that he was taking risks. And the ones that worked for me really worked for me. And some of them, I think, like, the idea behind them I'm going to be terrified of forever. Um, I think Paul Tremblay is, like, one of the best contemporary horror story writers. And if you like horror novels and you haven't checked him out yet, definitely check him out. I think Growing Things is a great place to start. But if you're more into novels, definitely check out Head Full of Ghosts. So that's my plug. I've never read any of his stuff. Yeah, he's really good. I've thought about picking one of his books for the podcast before, but, you know, it just hasn't happened yet. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay. Uh, My second favorite thing um, is also something that I feel like is obvious, but then I know that I was for a while the only person out of the four of us who had watched it, and then I made Emily watch it. Yeah, you did that thing that I did to you with Atlanta, where you sat me down and made me watch the whole season, kind of like yeah. I sat you down and made you watch all of Atlanta, so. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you did this to me, now it's my turn. That thing is Fleabag. Um, I'm specifically <laughs> talking about season two, which came out this year, um, and is supposedly the final season of Fleabag. Um, so yeah, 
first pitch for this is it's very short. You can watch it in a day. You can watch the whole thing in a day. Yes, um, which we did. Which we did. Well, we watched the whole first season, but you can watch the whole yeah. second season and first season. I did. In a day. I did watch the second season on my own without you. Yeah, you did. Um, it is a show uh, created by Phoebe Waller Bridge and starring Phoebe Waller Bridge about a woman who is about Phoebe going... Waller Bridge. No, <laughs> <laughs> a woman who is Phoebe Waller Bridge. Um, <laughs> a woman who is going through some stuff, uh, and it has some dysfunctional family stuff one of the main characters is her sister and it explores a lot about her relationship with her sister her relationship with her dad her like sort of wicked stepmom played by olivia coleman um and just basically like a trauma that she experienced that i don't want to get too much into without you know because the way that it unravels in the show is interesting um but yeah it's just it's really really funny it's really smart um, it is really wonderful at playing with, you know, meta-ness and breaking the fourth wall, uh, in a way that isn't too distracting, I guess. And the second season in particular is really interesting as, um, an exploration of faith, which is something that, that doesn't always interest me as a person who was not brought up in any, uh, religious way at all um but one of the main characters on the second season is played by andrew scott uh he is a priest when there's and a hot priest he is a hot priest and i am attention. not attracted to andrew scott but let me just say i am attracted to him as a hot priest um <laughs> oh, it's, it's that forbidden fruit you know yeah there is some very sexy stuff going on uh on this show so but also it's just i don't know it's it's a lot about, you know, being a woman and, um, like, ideas about sex and – I don't know. It's, like, hard to explain, like, or to encapsulate what it's about because it's about so many things. But it's, you know, ultimately about this one character and, who is very self-destructive and her kind of learning, like, why she is that way and how maybe she could not be that way. Um, and it's very – it's very tender and poignant and British. So uh, if you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. Also, Olivia Coleman, she's wonderful. Love her. Yes. Yeah. She's always good in everything. I haven't seen um, the show, but I love her. She's hilarious on this show because she's playing, you know, a stepmom who is like at on the surface seems wonderful and nice, but is, like, so insidiously horrible. Uh, and she just does such a great job of it. So, of course, mm -hmm. because she's Olivia Coleman. Okay, nice. so we are on to our number one favorite Oh, my things. God! Yeah! We made it, guys. We're finally here. Um, so, Mary. All year has been building up to this moment. Uh... <laughs> My number one thing this year is a musician in his debut album. Orville Peck <laughs> is a Canadian gay outlaw country singer. He released his debut album Pony this year. You may have seen it in your local music store. It's very it has a very haunting cover image of just Orville Peck wearing his signature leather mask. 
And a red cowboy hat just staring intensely. <laughs> um, I've listened to this album so many times this year that I think it broke the algorithm for my Spotify best of the year playlist. Because <laughs> it's just his whole album, basically. <laughs> um, it is a really fantastic album. Yes. But I'm even more interested in what he's doing as a performer because Orville Peck isn't a person. Like, that's a persona that this musician, who has attempted to remain anonymous um, by wearing a fringed mask at all times. However, people know who he is, and, like, based on his tattoos, you can pretty easily Google who he is. It's Post Malone? It is not. It's, uh, he's from like, you said tattoos, so I just thought. No, 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 no. It's not Post Malone. It's not. Wouldn't that uh, be a twist, though? What if? What if it was Carly Rae Jepsen? What if? If you heard, if you hear his voice, he's, he's not Carly Rae, for sure. (laughs) He has a very deep, uh, voice. I'm not typically a country fan. I did not grow up enjoying country music, but I have found as an adult, I really like old country music and particularly outlaw country music that has just that feel like the police are coming for you. <laughs> you gotta get on your and horse on and horse. ride. Mar- Mary knows all about being on the run from the police. Doing yes. her crimes on the weekends. <laughs> so, I mean, this album is just so great. I just think that it's uh, subverting a lot of country uh, stereotypes. Like, I mean, for one thing, the album having, like, themes of LGBTQ romance is huge for country music. And that's sort of, like, his Orville Peck's whole deal is, like, he's trying to usher in this new wave of queer indie country. And I think that's really cool. And he argues in interviews, like, we've always been here. Like, there have always been queer country stars um, they just didn't advertise it in the same way as some other musicians did. So it's really interesting. I appreciate what he's doing. He has done some stuff with Trixie Mattel, which is really fun and exciting. Yeah. Um, Trixie Mattel, the drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul. Um, who is a, you know, great singer in her own right. But anyway... Favorite thing, Orville Peck. Check him out if you haven't already. You could do a Orville Peck, Carly Rae Jepsen playlist and just do like one song of hers, one song of his. What if yeah. you made one of those I, and then we I could will. share it? I can do it. Yeah, right. We could make a Book Squad Goals playlist. <gasps> yeah. We do have a Spotify account. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I, that sounds like I need to check him out because I love He's great. some country. Also, his music videos are really cool because there's just something so aesthetically interesting about his fringe masks. Yeah. And he always has, like, really coordinated outfits, which is not a new thing in country music. Like, dudes in the 50s in country music would come out in full-blown, coordinated rhinestone suits. Right. <laughs> like... That's not a new idea, but he's sort of bringing it back in a different way. It's really interesting. I just, like, appreciate his whole thing and admire him as a performer, but then also I think his music's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. 
Susan, you're up. Okay, I kind of cheated again because this was a way for me to talk about like eight things that I really liked. But my number (laughs) one favorite thing of the year is scams and fraud. (laughs) (laughs) I want to sing the scam guy. I'm literally like, I have scams, fraud, robbery, and con scam goddess. That was Carly Rae yeah. Jepsen and Orville Peck yeah. <laughs> singing Susan, the Scam Goddess you gotta, podcast. You gotta song. listen to Scam Goddess. <laughs> I did. I have listened to two episodes, so I've just started okay. it, but we're getting yes. into it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, she's covered some of your faves. I'm really into true crime, as I've talked about a billion times in various ways. But um, my favorite like version of crime this year was the Scam and. Um, a lot of good scam content came out this year, so I'm going to plug my favorite ones, which, um, were both fire festival documentaries, fire oh, and so good. fire fraud. <laughs> yes. Mary and I blogged about these. They're both great. What so a train wreck. I spent valuable time while I was in New Zealand watching those documentaries. Dude, worth it, right? Worth it. Yeah. Who cares about New Zealand? Gotta watch those docs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's nothing to see here. Okay. <laughs> Um, I also read my friend Anna, which is the story of the, um, the heiress scammer, um, real name, Anna Sorokin or Anna Sorokina, um, who pretended to be a German heiress and scammed her friend, Rachel Deloche Williams out of a bunch of money. And that girl wrote a book about it. Um, and it was pretty good, but my favorite, that. that book is my imprint that I work at. Ah, cool. She has to disclose that. Yeah, it's a legal thing. And so these opinions aren't yours. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I really they are mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. They're not. That is the imprint. <laughs> what I meant. Simon and Schuster. <laughs> not theirs. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. And sorry, gallery sorry, books. Sorry, sorry. Um, my favorite scam content of the year was everything about Elizabeth Holmes. So. The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. is the HBO documentary about Elizabeth Holmes and her company, Theranos. Um, I don't think is doing things. (laughs) I obviously can't get away with that, and that's why I've never owned a company. That's the only reason, though, because you can't (laughs) do a deep voice. Yeah, but I could come up with a fake idea because. That's what this was, basically. But she is, like, the most fascinating uh, person of 2019 for me. Um, I don't know. Did Bad Blood actually come out this year, or was that 2018? So, I believe that Bad Blood came out in 2018, yes. Okay. But I am reading Bad Blood right now. Like, I have the book in my hands. So good. Um, I will say the most fascinating thing to me about her from reading this book is how obsessed she is with Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Her turtleneck thing. Like, no, she was, she read, a, that even. Yeah. she read a book about Steve Jobs and everybody she worked with knew what part of the book she was on based on how she was acting in the office because she was emulating different parts of his career. Yeah. It's really like, weird. It's so, it's very like teenage girl obsession right. type of thing. But with like, Steve it's very Jobs. Weird. And like, <laughs> She, she would say, like, um, there was some sort of, like, conspiracy documentary on Apple, and she was like, well, Steve would have to believe that there was some merit in that claim, or else why would he have it on iTunes? 
Oh, honey. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, honey, it's he bad. doesn't watch all of, he doesn't love all of the movies on iTunes. That's not a curated Steve Jobs list of movies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, even though that book is not 2019, um, a lot of that documentary was like pulled from John Carrier's material. Um, so I read the book after I watched it because you'll have to. There's also a podcast about her called The Dropout um, from this year. So And an episode of Scam Goddess that is hilarious. Yes. Well, I see, I got to get there. I've literally only listened to the first two. But that yeah, one with Nicole Byer was them, worth my time, for sure. Because they're hilarious. <laughs> I, I love her. Her and Nicole Byer are really similar comedians, but, like, they have different things about them, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, um, also, Scam Goddess. I'll go ahead and plug it, even though I'm two episodes yes. in. Thanks, girl. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, you guys know more about Definitely. it than I do, but... Kelly and Emily also endorse this. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. What's the host name? Lacey? Lacey Mosley. Yes. It's her name. Um, hilarious. Like, laugh out loud alone in my car. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. She is a comedian who has another comedian on every week. And they she basically, like, outlines a scam for them. And they just, like, talk about it. Uh, yeah. And it's really, really, really funny. The first episode has PFT. Yeah. Oh, PFT. Love you. Love you so much. <laughs> What a wonderful man. She said that's how she got the white people to start listening. It's by having yeah. Paula Tompkins on there. <laughs> and she was saying that, like, in the comments, people are like, the show got too black. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's a scandal. Yeah. It was a scam getting a white boy on there to get all the white people my, to listen. Exactly. That's my favorite thing of the whole year is just various scams. Snaps and just watching them kind of crash and burn. I don't know why, but... That brings me a weird kind of joy, and I just yeah. need need more info, always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can link to some of the scam content you have written on the blog. Yes, I wrote about Elizabeth Holmes and why I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Firefest, your blog. And we've written about Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to write about Anna Delvey, but I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. You should. So. Oh, my gosh. Would love to read that, so you should definitely. I would have loved to be friends with her before she went like, really full-blown scammy because she would have bought me a lot of fancy dinners. And there's yeah. going to be a, a Netflix show about her, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cannot that. wait. And we'll that's, absolutely watch I, that. Yeah, I don't know much more info about that, but obviously I'll be on it. It'll probably be one of my favorite things of 2020. I'm just going to go ahead and predict <laughs> it. Um, okay, Emily. So, um, number one thing of the year, I feel like it's always a horror movie of some kind, um, Technically, I feel like Us is probably my favorite movie of the year so far. I'm still watching movies this year. Um, However, we've talked a lot about Us, so I wanted to feature another movie that I think is pretty much flawless, um, and that is Parasite. Um, uh, It's not really a horror movie, but it has some horror elements. It's more of like, it's kind of defies genre, actually. But it's listed as a black comedy thriller. Yeah. So I guess that fits. Um, but it's directed by Bong Joon-ho, um, who's directed a lot of other great stuff. Um, Snowpiercer, another favorite movie of mine. Um, but this was 
really great. Unlike anything I've ever seen before, it's, I don't want to give away very much. Like when I went to see this movie, I didn't know anything about it. All I knew was that Bong Joon-ho, Bong Joon-ho directed it and that it was supposed to be really good. And that was all I needed to know. I didn't need to know anything else. Um, and so I kind of think if you haven't seen it yet, you should go in blindly. But I will say um, it's not about bugs or anything, so don't worry. <laughs> it's about um, this one family. It's, it's set in Korea. It's this one family. And... They're poor and they sort of slowly work their way into this, to the lives of this rich family. And it's funny and it's also very tragic. Um, speaking and, of scams. Yeah, speaking of scams, <laughs> these, these guys are scammers for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was just really, really good. Um, like, I don't know, I can't. I can't say, and like, it's really hard to talk about movies that you just like unabashedly love because, like, I don't yeah. have any like criticism about it really. Um, I just loved it. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was sad. I thought it was horrific. Um, it made me feel all the things. Um, I laughed. I cried. There was blood, which I love. There were people hiding in places, which I love. <laughs> it just had all the things. Um, and I know Kelly has seen it. Mary, did you see it? I wanted to, but then oh, no. me and Ty both got sick. Kelly, what did you think about this movie? It Man. is excellent. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. See, it's yeah. hard to say. You're just like, and I loved it. So you should watch I, it. I really, I just don't want to say anything that will spoil it for people who haven't seen it because I think it's one of those things that you really should just experience and just like find out for yourself what yeah. it's about. You yeah. really, yeah, you do, you can't know where it's going. Like, yeah, there, everything that happened was like surprising and, yes. and not in a way that felt like I was having the rug pulled out from under me or anything, but in a way where it was just like a story that had like a lot of different elements and a lot of twists and turns and so playing with so many different tone shifts so well yes which like, is why i think it's hard to say like oh this is a comedy or a horror yeah. or a thriller because it's all of those things yeah um, um it has so many different elements but it is pretty consistently funny for most of the film and just like such a joy to watch so yes um, so entertaining, like completely entertaining, yes. while also being really smart and thoughtful. Yes, I'm done. Parasite, my number one thing Sweet. of the year, aside from us, which we have talked about on the blog, and you should go read about that if you haven't already. But really, you know what? I could talk about how us and Parasite are about similar themes, but I'm not going to because I'm out of time. So you'll just have to think about that. <laughs> so to think about That's that your for yourself. Yeah, that's your homework. How are us and Parasite similar? Write a compare and contrast paper. Turn it in by next Monday. I'll see you then. The squad at booksquadgoals.com. You will Let's get a grade. <laughs> Please write in and let us know. Um. Okay, so for the final favorite thing, it's Kelly here. Uh, and I am cheating because this podcast has technically been around for since 2018. <gasps> However... Uh, I just started listening to it this year. And also, um, recently 
one of the ho- the older hosts left and a new host uh, started. And the new host started right around the time that I started listening to the show. So I feel like it's a new uh, generation of Keep It, the show that I'm talking about. Keep It is hosted by Ira Madison, Louis Vertel, and Aida Osman. And Aida is the newest host. Um, Kara Brown used to host the show. And I guess I think she got like some other opportunity or something. But she was very funny too. And I enjoyed her. But I start, I think like one of the first episodes I listened to was her last episode. Um, so anyway, this show is a pop culture podcast. Um, it's a very chatty format. The hosts are good friends. Um, and they have great chemistry and they're just, they're really funny and smart. And, um, I don't know like what it is about the things that they choose to talk about, but it's always like exactly what I want to hear from them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because every week they just pick like whatever the, the biggest topics in pop culture news are. And they do, you know, like 10 minutes on each thing. And then they have, they have such good episode titles, like, um, some of the recent episode titles include Baby, It's Knives Outside. <laughs> uh, it's And they have, like, so they have a guest every episode. Um, some of their guests recently include Ronan Farrow, Lizzie Kaplan, JoJo, my girl, um, Sophia Bush. They had Adam Scott on. Uh, they and they have, like, all kinds of people. They'll have, like, Twitter celebs. They have directors. Um, and they just, like... They're, they're good interviewers. They're good at um, being casual with their guests and kind of getting them to open up and joke around with them. And the other thing that I really appreciate about this show is that it's just uh, – it's pop culture viewed through the lens of um, queerness and also blackness. And um, it just, like, opens up a lot of – conversations to me that like as a white person I haven't you know been participating in or heard about uh and it's it's like informative in that way and uh but still like really really fun and awesome and I don't it's not like the sort of thing where I don't feel like it's not for me you know I feel like it's for everyone to enjoy and like and also one of the hosts, Lewis, is white, and he does a great job of, like, shutting up when Ira and Aida want to talk about race, which is also really cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just – I really recommend it. It's, like, one of my favorite podcasts. I, like, look forward to it so much as soon as it pops up, I listen to it. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of them I have, like, a long backlog of of episodes. Yeah. But this is one that I never let, like, a week go by where I didn't, like, listen so oh, that's cool. I have to check that out. Yeah, it's really, really good. I think you'll like it. I think because I definitely will like it. need more podcasts always. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. and also like the three hosts are really, really funny on Twitter too. So yes, I follow Ira Madison the third on Twitter, even though I do not listen to the show. <laughs> that was how I found the show is because I I followed him and I followed him before the show started because he. Basically, his catchphrase is keep it, where he'll, like, retweet mm-hmm. something that is, like, a terrible idea, like, some say, stupid pop culture it. thing. Yeah, like, like Fuller House season two, and he'll retweet that and be like, keep it. <laughs> 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 and so that was uh, how the name of the show came about. 
And and then every the best part of the show is every week at the end of the episode they have the keep it segment where they all talk about something that they would like to keep it uh that week in pop culture. So like that's stupid, basically. Is that what that means? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Okay. Like cool, keep it to yourself. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it's great. So yeah. Amazing. Love. And those are our favorite things. Woo! Yay, we did it. How do we feel about our general compilation of favorite things? If we put them all in a little time capsule for 2019, will we feel good? I think think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. I always always love, like, everyone always has at least one thing that I haven't heard or seen Mm -hmm. that then becomes a favorite thing that I really like. Exactly. Same. I just trust you. This one's going to be Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. You're really dying to play. (laughs) Yeah. We're all going to play that video game immediately. I actually wish I was like, like I understood more about video games in general. You know, I'm not allowed to play video games because apparently I look up at the ceiling too much, according to Ben. You got to play more to figure it out. Like, I just don't understand. Like, why can't the video game just look in the direction I'm looking? Why do I have to also control where my eyes are? Like, just look forward. (laughs) They don't make it like that anymore. Why not? I tried to play with my nephew recently, and I couldn't stop looking at the floor. That's what Ben was like. Ben couldn't play with me because he was like, stop looking up at the ceiling. I'm like, well, that's where my head is. I don't know why. Like, why? (laughs) I don't need to control every part of my body. He was like, Susan, they're shooting you. And I was like, I... I know, but yeah. how do I, I look at them? How do I know where they're coming from? I don't know. I just That's just too much to control. That's too much power. I had to trick Justin into taking the I'll controller. I was the like, Sims. can you Thank hold you. this for a second? Okay, now you're playing. Good job. <laughs> um. Okay, guys. Guess what? 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 Secret Santis. For Secret Santis. <laughs> so, uh, you want to explain Secret Santis to our new people? Um, so, Santa? every year we have done Secret Santa. One year we did Secret One Year Birthday Santa. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing it again. I explained The premise it. is Secret Santa? You know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. But it's usually not a secret for longer than about a day because yeah, <laughs> we suck at that. But you well, know, also we all live in different places, so we had to send them. I tried to be yeah. low key. I was like, "Why don't we all send our addresses?" Now? And then yeah. Mary was like, "I've got to mail mine," and then she handed it to me. I was like, "You said you had to mail it." I was so tricked. Yeah, and I didn't know who had me until Emily was like, "Hey, Kelly, your package is going to be there Monday." Uh, and then I was like, and then it didn't come. <laughs> so we almost, like, literally this package came about an hour ago. So otherwise we were going to have <laughs> to have fresh. Emily send me links in an email and I would open my email. And be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what that's what I got. <laughs> but. Oh, I'm glad that didn't It happen. all worked out. Yeah. yeah especially so, because I wrote you a card and I would not be able to tell you what I wrote in that card. So. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna st- we're gonna go in the same order that we did our faves. So we'll start with Mary. Yeah. I will not be timing these. So okay, Mary, you have an email card. <laughs> Do some that I good sent you. ASMR crinkles, please, for those of us who like that shit. Yes, yeah. Susan has sent me an email card. <gasps> By email card, Aww. I mean I wrote a regular email. I didn't send an e card. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> Susan <send an> <laughs> wrote. Mary, Merry Aww. Christmas. That's a good start. 
I'm so thankful for another year I've gotten to work with you and the rest of the squad. Thanks for always being a supportive and caring friend, sending texts to check in when I've been stressed, and always showing understanding and empathy for others. I really look up to you as a model of kindness. Aww. It's true. Mary is the kind one. Yeah, I'm so thankful true. you're my friend, and I'm already looking forward to our next squad trip, where hopefully your car will not get towed. <laughs> See you in about six weeks in Birmingham. Yay. Love, Susan. Oh my gosh, is that six weeks from now? Yeah. Wow. I gotta pick an outfit. Same. The story of this, I'll do a little crinkle. You got an outfit, don't lie. (laughs) (gasps) Those are good crinkles, Mary. Good job. It's got bubble. Complimentary part of the episode. We yell at each other Um, for the rest of the time. But I got I got this in the mail and I was like, I don't recognize where this is from. Did I order something? (laughs) And then I opened it up and there's like a white bag and I was like this doesn't look right and there's a card in it in the bag good crinkles that says uh, where is it I don't know where the card is now but it said from your not so secret Santa and you were like whoops and I was like whoops and I just put it all back in well you didn't see the presents but it's in a cute little box uh-huh. with a ribbon. It is from the Etsy store Rudania. Ooh. If anybody wants to pop in, honestly, fingers crossed for a mama bear necklace. I literally <laughs> almost did that, but I, <laughs> Ooh, I love it. This is so good. It is a necklace. That says Virgo! And there is a cute little bobby pin! Aww. I love it. I had to get a necklace because of Mama Bear. Yes. (laughs) In honor of Mama Bear. I understand that it's so disappointing to like (laughs) open up something and be like, what the heck is this? Susan was really a champ. <laughs> but Susan, you're trying to be so Well, I was like, there's got to, I just need to understand it. Just have like, my oh, mind yeah, it's it. got a bear. And <laughs> but yeah, it's then got... it got confusing once there were more letters. I was like. It's got initials that mean nothing to me. <laughs> this is very cute. I also want to note there is one packing peanut. <laughs> Good. One. Give a little. That's part of the present. That's kind of adorable. A little crinkle. Aw. This is very cute. I love it. Thank you, Susan. I double checked that you were a Virgo like eight I times. Am. <laughs> so I was like, oh no. Kelly and was I, I are the Virgos. I the thought Virgos. that, but then I had to keep checking. I was like, what if your birthday is this? Is this right? Okay. Also, <laughs> I am definitely a gold person, not a silver person. Me yeah, too. Same. And I was hoping for the same. Yeah. Wow, I guess yeah. I'm the only silver loser up in yeah, here. Loser. All right, Susan, it's your turn. Okay, my turn. Um, Kelly did a really good job wrapping this. Like you guys, it's very cute. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh it's my god, it's got a so little cute. wreath on it, y'all. We need to just not talk about my wrapping job when Emily opens her. I oh, wait, I take Kelly, great wait joy till you in... see my my wrapping is part of the gift. Okay, Kelly. Okay. I mean, I don't know who this is from. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
okay. I remember why you're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so my card right here was going to say Lil Suze, but it says Lil Lose. <laughs> and it says, incredible. I tried to do a cursive S and it became an L. This is what computers have done to me. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it for you guys. <laughs> but I just love the little note. Okay. A little loose. A little loose. <laughs> oh, your handwriting is so nice. I was like writing the S and I was like, I don't know where my pen is going. Oh, it's an L. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. I've done it now. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, dearest Susan, surprise, it's me, your secret non-denominational gift giver. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm a Jew, you guys. Sans- yeah. yeah. I would like Sorry. to state for the record that two of these gifts were free. And so I stayed within the $20 limit because <laughs> I'm a law-abiding citizen. I feel so lucky to have you as a friend and a collaborator. I thought that said collarbone. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for our squad. You are one of the funniest, brightest, kindest people I know. And I'm so glad that books, even the terrible ones, brought us together. Love you so, so much. Your Leo Moon twin, Kelly. And then she drew drew a moon and wrote, badly drawn moon. (laughs) Good. Yes, we have the same moon sign. Yes. Okay. But Kelly is law-abiding because she is also a Virgo. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm a Libra, so you know I went over that limit. Oh, my God. (laughs) I went right out the limit. I'm going to... That's why you only got one gift. (laughs) I got you... I went exact limit to Susan, but I had some free stuff. Oh, my God. This is a book called What I Lick Before Your Face and Other Haikus by Dogs. Oh. <laughs> I bet it's a lot it's of butthole. The butt. Yeah, it's the butt. I'm gonna just pick random one to read it. Okay. It's called yes. What's That Boy? When you look like that, sometimes it's like you're trying to tell me something. Oh. True. Huh. So true. Yeah. Just imagine. This also feels like a book. Like I'm assuming these were your free ones. Yeah. <laughs> I work at a publishing company. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's the Best American Poetry 2019. Yeah. Yes, editor Major Jackson. Um, I know David Lehman, and he, the series editor, and he is. Oh, really? Yeah, he's amazing and a super cool, awesome, like, really nice, kind, great, talented poet. I love him so Oh, much. awesome. I'm yeah. glad to know that. Um, two of my poems were published on their blog once. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. I feel yeah. like I did know that, actually, because I remember you great- sent- one of them. Uh, it's it's the best poetry book of the year. Mm-hmm. All the best stuff. Thank you. Exactly. I saw it and I was like, "What poet do I know?" <gasps> I know two of them. Those are very <laughs> two different types of poetry books. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like a variety of poetry though. Yeah. Okay, so this is the one you bought. Yes. <laughs> it's a beauty spocket. There is a collagen sleeping mask, which is good because I am getting older. <laughs> I it's like lavender and stuff, so I thought since you've been stressed, yes. it will oh my be good for you. Mm, Everything I smells delicious. It. Is this what you put this on with? Yeah, I don't know how it works. There's instructions on the back. <laughs> the luxury. It's so soft. The opulence. Yeah. Okay. This is weird timing because 
as you know, I've been quite stressed. What's this say? Oh, it has the price tag on it. And yeah, and then I circled, circled it, it and wrote proof that I follow the rules. Because it has a sale it tag on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fucking goes. What the fuck? For the don't record. Even, I don't. Mm. Oh my god, I'm so excited about this. I was just, I've been very stressy lately, and I was Aww. just saying, God, I really need like a spa day. Like, I just need like Boom. S- to sit and back and have someone spa day put nice you. stuff on my face, but I don't have any money, and so this is the perfect solution. Oh, Look, good. this is honestly better. You don't have to leave your house, and your dogs can cuddle with you. Yes. And I can read to them. Yes. Yeah. About their own buttholes, which is their favorite thing. <laughs> Their favorite, their favorite topic. Besides their own dicks. It's their favorite <laughs> oh, thing. Man. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. I love it all. Yeah. I'm glad. Yay. Yay. Emily. <gasps> is it my turn? It's your turn. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Mary is my secret Santa, oh and she got me this wonderful <laughs> Disney princess bag. Beautiful. Yes. Um, so I just want to say There is no that- Moana. There's no Moana. Unfortunate. But, you know, she, Moana does not, she does not consider herself a Disney princess. Um, Rapunzel, I think, might be my favorite Disney princess on here. Cinderella has had some work done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rapunzel is a very good movie, though. Yes. But Cinderella's um, face is not the same. Is it like Cinderella came off of The Bachelor and then went on to Bachelor yes, in Paradise? Yes. Has, like, yes. Still, Cinderella is selling tummy tea. <laughs> Mary, Instagram. I know Mary didn't get me a card. It's fine. I didn't. Gift Do you want to just say something to her? Yeah, Mary, you want to say something nice to me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, Even more on the spot than a card. <laughs> I, too... I'm thankful for all our times we've had together because of the Aww. podcast. I mean, I feel like we were friends before, yeah. but I feel like working on our project together is a whole different thing. Definitely. And Mary and I got lunch together today. We did. So we got, you know. Yeah. You guys got the most access two miso to each other. Soups. We did. You know, I'm jealous. We went to lunch and I was like, instead of one miso soup, can you just bring me two bowls of miso Emily soup? Was just like, I don't want to fuck around. Miso soup. <laughs> What? Alternate title Drinking option is double fisting miso soup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> I got socks. Oh. Are those like, LaCroix socks? Oh they look gosh. like LaCroix, but they say La Queen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this That's is amazing. amazing. Can I wear these to teach bar though? Yes. I yeah. should I should just wear them even though they don't have stickies and be like yeah. You'll be fine. There's, probably little, there's a little postcard from the store that they kiss her from Nashville, mm-hmm. which I love Nashville. I've already told Mary that's where she's getting married. Oh, <laughs> yeah, please. I would love an excuse to I go. Because I love Nashville. But this is cool. That should be our yes. next group outing. Yes, yeah. I love Nashville. It's great. <gasps> I say that oh selfishly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's a cute cat rescue shirt. Yeah. It's Nashville Cat Rescue. Aww. Aww. They, that came from the catio, <laughs> which just relocated to a new place with new owners. But the Nashville Cat Rescue has saved over 10,000 kittens. Yay. Yay. And by kittens, kittens, I just mean cats and general. <laughs> cats and kittens. Yeah. But all they're cats all cats are kittens. kittens. They're all kittens. Um... Can we go to the caddy? Oh, yes. she just came in here. Oh, she knows. 
see. Oh, no. Oh, no. We have got a, lot a lot of angry, angry cat sounds on the podcast today. She did not like, see, I'm sorry. But anyway. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. Yay. Okay, it's Yay. my turn. Your present that finally came. Yeah. The buildup. The anticipation. The trauma. <laughs> crinkle, crinkle. Oh, Show I see why this bag. is part of the gift. Because the yes. bag has little kitties wearing Aww. various Christmas items. Yeah. They're very cute. Little kittens. <laughs> Christmas okay. kitties. There's a card. Yes, do the card first. Okay. The front of the card says, Sending you cozy winter wishes from Athens. Aw, Athens. Whoa, there's so much words in here. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> just hopefully I don't cry. Um, <laughs> I don't think you will. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Kelly, hi. I'm not in Athens, but you know I'm always sort of in Athens in my heart. And because my mom makes me go visit her there. Anyway, <laughs> are we doing the long profession of love and friendship thing again? I think you know how I feel about you at this point. And if not, you should. Oh, and if not, you should just use your special psychic connection to ask me right now. I'll wait. Okay, I'm doing it. Oh, my God. Emily. Yeah. <laughs> um, she says, oh, wow. I said all that. That was really nice of me. Anyway, <laughs> side two of this card is happening now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to side two. It's like side one, but the sequel. On this side, I'll just briefly mention that I really like this cat bag I got you, and I know it doesn't make sense to put your presents in a bag because I'm mailing them, but you know, maybe you can reuse this bag for another Christmas present. The bag that keeps giving. Give Penelope mm-hmm. and Fig and little baby Nick's all, allo, alla, my love. And tell Justine I'm so ready for winter love island. Love you, you angel, parentheses, Christmas angel. And then she wrote a, a scribble that might be her name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you win Thank best you. card. Good yes. job. <laughs> An incredible card that I will cherish forever. Good. Undoubtedly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now for the presents. Oh, yes. A bunny cat. Oh, my God. It's a calendar of bunnies at, mu- at a museum. Oh my gosh. Every month they're at different parts of the museum. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so cute. I love that. That'd be really cute for your desk at work. Who who let them in? Did they pay admission to this museum? Oh my god. Well, they're illustrated. Okay, okay. I assume this is in like a fantasy world where rabbits can go to museums and museums are all free. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I mean in London. So Europe? Yeah, Europe. Yeah. Um Beautiful, wonderful. I love it. Thank you. Um, oh shit. We got holiday collection bliss text. You know, I love some chapstick. Mm-hmm. I know, girl. Raspberry Rudolph, Caramel Comet, Blueberry Blitzen. Incredible. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then those are reindeer. One more thing in there. One more thing. Yeah, reindeer. <gasps> Ooh, reindeer oh my gosh, lip Virgo balm. pencils. <laughs> I love them. Okay, I'm going to read them all to you. Yes. Here's some crinkles. <laughs> 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 These are... So- wow, okay. 
designated spell checker. Could stop, should stop. <laughs> Is that what you're wearing? <laughs> Meal planning master. Not really true, that one. Let me check my spreadsheet. <laughs> And WebMD is my spirit animal. <laughs> All of these are accurate, except, well, I guess I, I can plan a meal if I'm planning a meal, but I don't yeah. usually do that. But I am good at well, it if I do. You know, you can use that one when you are run out of the other ones. Yes. Could Perfect. Stop, could stop, should stop is my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most accurate one. Um, <laughs> So, and designated spell checker also usually Very sometimes good. not but um yeah. thank you so much emily i love all of it it's wonderful yay wow we guys did it. we did presents they were all great i love all of you deeply mm. y'all are all right well that's awkward for me <laughs> i love <laughs> you guys. all of you too i love you yeah. What? We have we feedback. actually have listener feedback. Oh, sorry. I know. It's amazing. Do you want me to read it? Yes. yes. This is from Angelique from the New Orleans Expressions Book Club. Woo! Uh, Angelique says, Hi. Emoji hand wave. I recently discovered the podcast, and I love that you guys have covered many books that I've read and movies I've watched. Y'all are hilarious. Thank you. Being a fan of Stephen <laughs> King, I'm always excited when an adaptation of his work comes out. I read The Shining years ago and thought it was one of his best and second scariest book. Pet Cemetery scared me to tears. Yeah, that's really scary. <laughs> I'm also a fan of the Stephen King movie and TV movie. The Stephen King film is beautiful imagery and is absolutely terrifying. It has beautiful imagery and is absolutely terrifying. The TV movie gave King his true novel version of Jack Torrance, and he had a better arc. That's what Jen said as well, Angelique. <laughs> Jen said she the, the TV series was more accurate to the book. Yes. I felt that the movie for Dr. Sleep was a great marriage of all of it. I haven't read Dr. Sleep, but I am ready to now because of the movie's ending, which is different from the book from what I've heard. No spoilers. We did spoil it in the show. We did spoil it, but... <laughs> she uh, said this before we recorded, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry, we did Angelique. warn. We did so warn okay in the episode. it's okay spoil it now in hindsight, but... <laughs> the ending left me feeling kind of meh, but I can still appreciate it. The images of the hotel gave me goosebumps. Nice fan service. The 237-tub ghost will forever freak me out. Well, I'm glad it's still freaking you out. The thing that makes Rose the Hat scary or a great villain to me is that she is beautiful and unassuming until it's too late. The scene with the baseball player was... Wow. And then there is a little surprised emoji face. I love yes. these emojis. I do, too. <laughs> There were some things that could have been flushed out better, but overall, it's worth the watch. Ewan McGregor is everything as per the usual, and so deep sigh and swoon hard. Like (laughs) most, another Ewan Stan. (laughs) Like most, if not all of King's works, this story is about more than the monsters, ghosts, and special powers. Just my thoughts. Love the podcast. Keep bringing it. Thanks. Thank you, Angelique. Um, Thank you so much for writing in. We are so happy to have you as a listener. Yes, and I would just like to say, um, I think our listeners would also like her Instagram. She's got a lot of the same 
interests that we do with books, pop culture, yeah. TV stuff. So it's at NOLA Expressions Book Club. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for writing to us. We really appreciate that. And we would love it if all of our listeners would write us more. So please do. Uh, you can email us at thesquad at booksquadgoals.com. Or you can submit via our website. Um, what's on the blog? As always, Survivor is being recapped. Um, we're nearing the end of the season. I think there's only one or two episodes left. So, there's no time like the present to catch up on recaps and see what's up with Survivor. Um, also, while I'm talking, I'll just keep talking um tis the season for make your own hallmark movie (laughs) uh you too can create your own sappy hallmark christmas movie with todd and i's simple chart yay so go for it i think we all made one we did i put mine in the comments if you want to see what my movie was yeah Mm -hmm. i also have a blog post about watchmen (laughs) <laughs> yes I couldn't remember if you talked about that I can't remember if I talked about it either but you know it's still there it's okay yeah. to talk about it again yeah um I am still going with his dark material recaps um I'm about to watch the episode from this week and mm-hmm. recap it soon so but they come out every Wednesday um I'm also doing a series 12 days of Christmas movies um I can't tell you what the most recent one is because they're coming out pretty rapid fire. So there's like two a week. Um, but one but of I know them. that the, so good. The, the, the one that I'm writing today is about a little Netflix cartoon film called Klaus. Yeah. Um, which uh, I quite enjoyed. But how did it how did it rate on the Christmas rating scale? On the Santa um, scale? We'll see. You'll have to read to find out. You'll have to read to find out. One of them is going to be Black Christmas. One of them is going to be Black Christmas, and that one will be out by now. Um, So, because Mary and I are going to see Black Christmas in a few days, and we are so excited. It's coming out on Ben's birthday. We're going to see it without Ben for his birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, Ben! (laughs) Happy birthday, Ben! Um, I have a post about Knives Out. Uh, which is a wonderful movie and which I considered putting on my top three list, but decided not to because I had some other stuff, as you heard. But uh, I did write about Knives Out, and I specifically wrote about uh, a character in the film who um, has a condition that is kind of similar to a condition that I have. Um, And that is all I will say. So check it out. Cool. Cool. Uh, Susan? Yeah. Currently working on, but it will be out when you hear this, a post about a podcast that was almost one of my favorite things of the year called The Last Days of August, which is about the mysterious death of a porn star Mm. named August Ames. So, look out for that. That's all I can say about it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nice. Cool. What's what's up next on the pod? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> because for the next two episodes, I'm hosting. <laughs> Fuck Mary, up. what are you gonna do? 
Um, our next book episode, which will be our next episode, is going to feature the poem Nature Poem by Tommy Pico. It is a book length poem. Um, it Epic. is going to be wild. Tide is going to guest. Ben should guest if he wants. Because I'll ask him. He All too poets on is deck. a poet. That's the name Susan of that episode. Is a All poet. poets on deck. I'm an out of practice Poetess. poet though. Like I mean. Ben's an out-of-practice poet, too, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, So we have all of our poet friends friends and lovers coming to assist us. (laughs) Yeah, I have a poet lover. (laughs) I have zero poets. Susan is Uh, my poet lover. Yes. That's hot. You're bringing Susan. So we all have a poet. Yeah. We We are bringing in all of the poets we know. To every single poet we know. Uh, talk about Tommy Pico's nature <laughs> poem. I'm excited to talk about this because Tommy Pico is a queer indigenous author who writes, I think, really interesting poetry that, like, he's not afraid to go places. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to talk about it, and we will be doing that December 30th. And then our next other episode, and I'm so pumped about this. Oh my god, I've heard it so good. Oh my is god. Is going to focus on Little Women by Greta Gerwig. I am trembling, shaking and trembling. With I'm excitement. so excited. I am rereading <laughs> Little Women. I'm going to reread it too. To prepare, and I should send you guys a picture of the version I have. I have the Puffin in Bloom version. Nice. Oh. Mm. <laughs> it's so cute. Cute. And I just have reading the rifle the first, one. like reading the first chapter, I was like almost crying because I have so many nostalgic feelings about this book because it's one of the books that really to me signals like a love of children's literature academically. And so it's like one of the br- first books I felt that way about. That's The Secret Garden for me. I love The Secret Garden too. Deep, deep connection to Secret Garden. Oh my God. I feel like I have a so, deep connection to the, I think it was like 1994. Little film. Women Adaptation. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the, book, the book also, but I watched that movie a lot growing up. Oh, like, yeah. A lot. <laughs> writer, Kirsten Dunst, Claire Danes. I have never seen a film adaptation of Little Women. Oh, man. Mary, you haven't watched that one? Mary, we're going to watch Until it. Until you've seen Claire Danes as Mary, Beth, we're going to watch it doing. right now. Come over. Right now. <laughs> and Kirsten I don't Dunst? care that it's nine. I'm gonna fall asleep, but it's all right. I'm sure I Kirsten saw Dunst. that as a child, uh, but I don't remember. I have right, a really all, distinct memory gotta, of watching it on we all vacation. We rewatch it a lot. We gotta rewatch it. I'll watch it. I want to see it. Let's go, it's Mary. So good. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's really good. Yes. I'm really excited for this one. Yes, it looks amazing. Yes. I literally cry every time I watch the trailer. That's I don't do that, but I am very excited. <laughs> I cry from like like empowered lady feelings. Cuz there's yes. that part in the trailer where Joe says there's more to women than love. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> there's thoughts and feelings. And they're like running through fields. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. I truly I just want to put on my high-waisted dress and <laughs> Yeah, same. Gallivant. Yeah. And call my mom Marmy. I just want to be Saoirse Ronan for a minute. That's all I want. I want Laura Dern to be my mom. <laughs> yeah, for real. Can't she be? Who doesn't? Love her. Y'all, um, Laura Dern, one of the best things of 2019. And speaking and of year. 
uh, Laura Dern and Baby Yoda. Uh, there's a clip of her being interviewed where someone asks her if she's seen Baby Yoda, and she goes, yeah, yeah, I saw him today. And they were like, what do you think? And she was like, yeah, I saw him at a basketball game. Um, <laughs> and the interviewer's like, what? And she's like, yeah, it, it was definitely an NPA game. I saw Baby Yoda there. It was crazy. And the interviewer, like, doesn't <laughs> – is not interacting with the joke at all and just like totally leaves her hanging but it's so funny i'm not look this is a real real story earlier today i was scrolling through instagram looking at people's faces and thinking this person's seen baby yoda this person's (laughs) seen baby yoda all these people have seen baby yoda they all know it's true i hope they all tuned in yeah it's just like you know i i feel like our our humanity as a whole can kind of be separated into before baby Yoda and after baby Yoda. Really? Agree. Um, so let me do my little spiel. All right, do it. I'm sorry. I just want to talk about baby Yoda one more time. Um, if you like baby Yoda, you probably have social media. And if you have social media, you should follow us at book squad goals on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we post about our blog posts. We post about the next books we're reading. Um, we post we pictures post of our cats and pictures dogs. Pictures of our cats with books and dogs with books. Um, please follow us and please interact, comment. And sometimes we read comments from social media on the podcast too. Um, as I said before, you can email us at the squad at booksquadgoals.com. You can visit us at booksquadgoals.com. Our blog is at booksquadgoals.com slash blog. Um, Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. You listened to us all give each other presents and read cards for each other about how we love each other. Uh, And you could also write us a card, but instead of um, emailing it, you could type it into the review section of Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review because we really, really need those to help other people find us. We would appreciate it so very much. Um, So please, please do that. Uh, It would be the perfect Christmas gift. um, Or Hanukkah Do it for Marmy. (laughs) For Susan. Do do it for Marmy. Do it for Beth. Do it for Joe. Do it for Amy, even. Do it for Meg. Do it for Hanukkah. Do it for Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. (sighs) Saoirse. Sarah do it for Timothy Chalamet. Whoever you want to do, do it, it for. for Greta. Cheers, Emily. Cheers. Um, cheers, guys, and Yay. thanks for a wonderful year. Uh, <sighs> this we is did the it. final other episode, and we will be. Look, having we're slowly an taking away those years. We're trying to get there. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and yes, we wouldn't be doing this if you weren't so we really appreciate it yes um, thank you thank you so much and we love all of you and we yes. love each other and we love baby yoda yes especially baby yoda <laughs> the end merry christmas happy new year <laughs> and hanukkah and hanukkah and hanukkah i'm sorry and hanukkah especially <laughs> i'm just kidding i just like to do that to make people uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs>